This episode of the Golf Unfiltered Podcast is brought to you by WorldwideGolfShops.com. You guys hear me talk about WorldwideGolfShops.com pretty much every episode. They've been a proud sponsor of ours for quite a while now, and they've got everything you could possibly need over at their website to get ready for the golf season, including all the new equipment, accessories, training aids, everything you could possibly need to get into the game and improve your game. So go out to WorldwideGolfShops.com today. We are also brought to you by our friends over at Cleveland, Srixon, Zegzio, and A6 Golf. These guys have been a supporter of us for, what, two, three years now, and they just continue to come out with the best equipment that I've played in many years. And, and you know, this includes everything from Cleveland's wedges all the way to Srixon's irons, their drivers, their woods. I mean, the woods this year are absolutely out of this world, and we saw how good they can be in the top-tier players' hands with Hideki Matsuyama winning the 2021 Masters. So go out, try out these clubs if you haven't before. You'll be converted. I guarantee it. You're listening to the Golf Unfiltered Podcast, your source for in-depth interviews with the biggest names, brands, and personalities in golf. Our mission? To keep you informed and help you enjoy the game even more. And now, the owner and host of the Golf Unfiltered Podcast, Adam Fonseca. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the show. I am your host, as always, Adam from GolfUnfiltered.com. You know where to find me on social media, at GolfUnfiltered. And you can find me on email as well, adam at GolfUnfiltered.com. It's just you and I this week, folks. We have got a lot of shows lining up here and a lot of guests that are coming on, including a few on-location shows that I'm going to be doing with a uh, a uh, golf course that I talk an awfully lot about here on the podcast. But I'm not going to spoil anything just yet, but that's coming up very soon. But I wanted to take the opportunity today to just kind of, you know, talk not so much about equipment, but more so to talk about just some things that are going on in the golf media space. And what better way than just to turn the microphone on and talk to all of you. Before we get into that topic, I got to do my little plug for SecondCityGolf.com. If you guys have not heard of this, we are in a collective here at Golf Unfiltered with our friends over at DrivingRangeHeroes.com. Uh, Bill Bush, specifically, he's the uh, founder over there, and Chris McEwen, who you see all his fancy videos that he does on YouTube as well as on Twitter and Instagram. He is the host of the Golf Origin Stories podcast, and he and Bill also co-host that Range Life, which is a YouTube show, sometimes about golf, as they uh, they like to say in their tagline, and you can listen to them and watch them every single week. So go out to secondcitygolf.com. We have a ton of merchandise there, too. I mean, go out. You got t-shirts, hoodies, uh, we got all sorts of different things too that you don't normally find on other uh, golf merchandise places, and so we would really appreciate your support as well if you're a fan of any of us, and especially if you're a fan of this show. So kind of segueing off of that, one of the uh, hot topics, at least it it sounds like, or it's been on golf Twitter recently, uh, is this mentality, once again, of new media versus old media, and right from the start, I will just say that I think this is probably one of the most absurd little culture war thing that just exists in golf Twitter. It's it, Nobody comes out on top of this. No winners are found in this argument. And, you know, the way that we see this is how this is going to go. It, it, you know, topics like this, they always go one certain way. One group's going to dig their heels in and say, I'm right. And then the other one's going to say, no, you're wrong. I'm right. And let's, I mean, let's be honest, there's a lot of things in society these days that follow that type of mentality. This is no exception. 
So with that kind of preface out of the way, what has recently occurred, there was a U.S. Open Media Day for both the men's and women's U.S. Open that are coming up. And uh, the USGA, obviously the governing body that runs the U.S. Open for both sides, uh, they invited a ton of what you would consider, I guess, new media, influencers, personalities, and uh, I will clarify what this means here in a second, C-list celebrities to Torrey Pines and the locations where they're going to have the U.S. Open this, this year to go play the course and to shoot a bunch of content. And I am sure a few of them were also paid for their, their services. There were a few caveats in what I just said, and, and I you have to understand that was kind of the terminology that is all over golf Twitter these days. And it really stems from one of the quote unquote old media folks, Jeff Shackelford, who from my understanding was also in attendance, took a bunch of photos of everyone that was there and then went into his newsletter that he now has this newsletter called the quadrilateral, blah, blah. So it just flows right off your tongue. The quadrilateral, you know, just a great name there uh, that he charges people for, by the way, and uh, just basically tore him apart. And, you know, I've never met Jeff and I'm, I, I think he follows me. I follow him uh, all, all, you know, with all due respect, I do enjoy a few of the things that he writes, you know, I always have, um, you know, I think we've spoken maybe once or twice. Uh, we've definitely conversed or interacted on Twitter. This particular item though, really just did not come across how I, I, I hope Jeff didn't intend it to come across this way, but it just really basically said, these are the ways that these tournaments are being run and how they're being covered and this is how the USGA wants to approach modern media. And uh, I'm paraphrasing, of course, and I'm just kind of coming up with my interpretation of what I saw and what I continue to read uh, as I follow these conversations on, on social media. And it just, it, it harkens back to what I think a lot of people totally miss the boat on. And in doing so, what it actually ends up just reeking of is jealousy and old man yelling at cloud and not really understanding or refusing to understand. I think it's actually a choice at this point, refusing to understand that this is the way that the world is right now. I mean, if we can just take a moment, take a step back, maybe even outside of the realm of golf for just a second, and I'm not going to go in any weird tangent here, but Social media is the way that our world works right now, whether we like it or not. Every element of interactivity, of social networking, using the internet, using a platform like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, whatever. Hell, it even branches into, uh, branches into uh, cryptocurrency. I mean, everyone's following Dogecoin. I talk about it on Twitter. I know a few of you who listen to this are probably involved in that. This is the way that things happen now, whether you like it or not. And to not embrace it and to find a way to use it, first of all, is just horrible business. You have to figure out a way to adapt and to keep involved. Otherwise, you just become across, you, you know, you come across as a resistant jerk. And I'm just speaking generally here, not to anyone specifically. 
but it also just you know it paints this 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 picture of we can never change and come hell or high water we think we know how things should act or how they should behave or how they should work and therefore all of you should do it the same way so stepping back into the world of golf and how this particular I don't even know what you would call it this uh, golf Twitter war that's brewing and continues to be fought right now the way that this kind of just blew up was a few names that you know are pretty popular in golf Twitter Samantha Marks for example she's been on the show you probably see her and I interact many times on Twitter Roger Steele Jr. one of the C-list celebrities so so to speak and I'll get back to that here in a second uh He's been he's been very vocal about it. He actually joked the other day that he received. Uh, I think he's he's just gaining followers left and right right now because of this whole conversation, which is really ironic, considering the fact that the reason it was even brought up was because, and I'll just say it now, in uh, Shackelford's uh, what he what he wrote up, he had he had used the term C-list celebrities, um, and so he, pretty influential little thing there because now people are getting more uh, more attention. Um, and then there's just a whole flurry of other, you know, popular golf Twitter people that are just talking about this. It's a very hot topic. So taking a step back now, and we think about why these opinions are being shared, and we think about why somebody like Shackelford or or any of the quote unquote new or old media rather, or new media for that case, would write about something like this. It all boils down to one thing, in my opinion. Fear. People are scared about how things are changing, and they probably feel that nobody gave them the heads up or asked if it was okay. Think about anything in life, whether it be golf-related, business, society, anything. Usually, when something begins to change, there's another group that doesn't like that change. Change is hard. I talk about it all day long during the work week. Change is really hard. And in some instances, when something changes, that usually means that something else has to go away. Could be a big thing. Could be a little thing. Could be somebody's job. Could be somebody's ideals, a way that they want to live. And then suddenly this big wave comes through and they step back and they say, hey, wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Nobody asked me if this was okay, now you're just expecting me to be okay with it? You kind of have to understand that there are two different views here. Now, I'm not trying to say that I completely agree with the old media mentality. I mean, there are a few guys out there or a few writers out there that they're legit feeling threatened by people like, you know, well, at one point, people like me, but certainly people, younger people, who are getting into this and can go onto Twitter and can do all these great things with social media and every other platform you can think of, they feel threatened by them. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you in on a little secret, okay? If you're if you consider yourself part of old media, think about this. All these youngsters, they don't want your job. I'll say it again. They don't want your job. In fact, Everything that they've been taught is to create their own job. So if you're worried about some 
snarky Twitter user that gets invited invited to a media day taking your livelihood away from you, they're not trying to do that. Instead, they're doing a better job at adapting than you are. Now, we've talked about this a hundred different times on this show. I know we have. And you've heard me spout off about it on social media as well. The marketing budgets that these brands set aside for influencer marketing are absurd. My sister works in PR. She helps brands with their social media. And some of the numbers that she throws at me regarding what brands are willing to pay some young Instagram star to just, you know, put on some lipstick or or put on a shirt that the brand is trying to push, it's it's astronomical. I wish this was something that was going on when I was, you know, fresh out of school, like 20 years ago. So, I get it. I get when writers of a certain generation came through their training, their schooling, fresh with their nice fancy journalism degrees to get out on the PGA Tour, to get out and cover professional golf. And all of a sudden, that's taken out from under them. Which, by the way, it's been a few years now, folks. But I can understand that they're probably sitting there holding that degree, wondering, well, now what the hell do I do? This wasn't how this was supposed to go. And we kind of... We kind of fuel that fire a little bit, don't we, golf fans? Think about some of the classic, well-known, famous, quote-unquote, old-school media types that you remember and that you probably love, like, you know, names like Dan Jenkins, for example. The other day on Twitter, they have this new feature that you probably heard of. It's called Spaces. If you're familiar with Clubhouse, it's a very... uh, It's a really cool interactive feature that that social media is going to these days where you can actually have live conversations, just all audio. And I tried one of these the other day, and I'll do more on Golf Unfiltered's uh, Instagram. I'm sorry, on Golf Unfiltered's Twitter. See, I can't even keep them straight. And one of the the guests that came on or one of the people who wanted to come in and, and chat a little bit, older gentleman, compared to me at least, talked a lot about Dan Jenkins and his writing style. This guy, you know, everybody knows who he is. And if you don't, you should probably educate yourself a little bit. Fantastic golf writer, fantastic author. He's covered all sorts of different things. He's written many books. But at some point in his career, his tone changed. It went from something a little bit more celebratory about the game of golf. And then suddenly it became a little bit more like old man yelling at things. No disrespect to Mr. Jenkins, of course. So I don't I don't really so I, I get it, but I don't. You know? I, I, I honestly have like this this confusing conflict in my head. I understand when people feel threatened and I understand that they, you know, everything I said before, but then it's almost like, well, why do you have to go to the the abrasive mentality. Now, some of you listening to me talk about this, you're probably thinking, well, let's talk about all the youngsters that just want to play gotcha on social media. 
they joke about like woke golf, a term that absolutely drives me crazy when it's used because it's so inappropriately used. It's it, it's ridiculous. And it, this is what we do as people these days. We take a term that meant something completely different for a very well-intended purpose and then we change it into something that, you know, oh, you know, we're just going to call it this now because it pisses us off and we're just going to that's what we're going to do now. I have opinions on why that happened and if you get me drunk in a bar one day, buy me a couple drinks, you might hear it. You won't hear it here. But that's not to say that that young media isn't without fault because guess what? I hate when people do that. When they search and they scour you know, someone's background or someone's everything just to find that one thing that's going to absolutely either negate what that person said or something much worse. I don't like that either. And yeah, I know that there's a term for that too, but that's just, just stop it. We're talking about a game here. And the reason I went down that path just a little bit, and I know people don't like to hear it, but sometimes you have to because when you have people that talk so openly or write so openly and charge people for it about the U.S. Open, our nation's championship, you have to address it. And let's not all pretend that this isn't something that's going on. If you go onto Twitter for more than two minutes, you, you see it, especially in golf Twitter. So what's my point? I don't think the conversation of old versus new is ever going away. I mean, that's just human nature. It doesn't just apply to golf. What I do think, though, is when somebody in either of those camps makes the choice to write about something for the sole purpose of sparking a reaction and nothing else, that's wrong. It is wrong. I fall victim to it just like anybody else. I click the headline. I read it. I may even partake in it. I've certainly not been a saint on Twitter either. But I don't, I just, why does it have to get to this point? Why is it when we see something new in the case of the U.S. Open Media Day that one of the first things that comes out is a just a complete criticism at a personal level that, yeah, a lot of people read it. And so it's almost like this, you know, you, you talk about how you don't want that to happen. You've got a big enough audience where you can make the choice to not write that way, but then you decide to do it anyway. I don't know. I don't understand what it benefits other than yourself. I really don't. Especially when you don't work for another publication. Maybe there's a reason for that. Uh, anyway, yeah, you can tell I'm a little fired up about this because it's it's just, you know, and I want the conversation to keep going. You know, I would like to have a constructive conversation about this because I just it's just, it's a mentality that, again, like I said, it doesn't benefit anybody. It really doesn't. It just makes people angry. And this is a game. We're talking about a game. Yeah, 
people are probably thinking, well, Adam, you know, this is, this is something that I used to do. This is something that I used to get paid for. This is a, you know, my livelihood. This is how I put food on the table. My kids through school insert analogy here. Well, just like any other business, and I'm sorry to say it, you got to figure it out. You have to. If you've not worked in the corporate world before, what usually happens is when the long-standing employee refuses to change and adapt and learn new things, they will hire someone younger, smarter, and cheaper than you. It's not just in golf. It's just the way of the world. I mean, that's the way it happens. It's the way it's always going to be. Anyway, all right, let's finish on a high note, okay? Let's finish on a high note. Thank you for indulging me if you've made it this far in the episode. I know this is a little bit of a different episode, but sometimes, you know, I just kind of have to get it out there, you know? Anyway, a lot of great, a lot of great golf coming up in both professional, amateur, you know, in the stories that are coming up from people going through the Monday qualifiers and, and getting onto the tour and, you know, making their dreams come true, so to speak. I mean, that's all good, positive things, right? That's all really great stuff that you want to pay attention to as opposed to just, you know, writers fighting. (laughs) That's, I mean, we could probably create an entire podcast and a website on that. I'm not going to, but it's just, it's one of those things, right? And, you know, I hope that most of the world, uh, well, world, of course, um, you know, that what's going on in Ontario Canada right now with the golf courses that's just wild to me you know I you know trust me I I have been a pretty staunch um, advocate for for doing all things safe during this crazy time that we're in and yeah I mean I've 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 faltered myself you know I'm going to be honest with you guys you know that but uh, you know outdoor activity go out there and play some golf you know I don't know and I hope they get that figured out out there you know I I don't know the right answer. I just know how it's like, oh, okay, well, it's an outdoor activity. Everyone else, every other province is doing it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I know how that sounds too. But regardless, I hope that if you can play golf right now, you are because there's a lot of great, great golf to be played in 2021. I mean, golf courses, golf, the game itself, isn't it? We've talked about it a million times, has never been bigger, at least in my lifetime. Well, I take that back probably around the Tiger boom, you know. But this is, this is like that. It feels like that to me. You know, brands want to get good stuff out there for people to use. You know, completely affordable as well in many instances. And yeah, you're going to have some of the higher end stuff. Golf courses. I just, I, you know what, golf courses, if you're listening to this and you work at a golf course, don't take advantage of this right now. I mean, this is a really important time. This is a really important time. And I know that, hell, even here at the United, United States, courses for a, for a short amount of time, were closed at the beginning of the pandemic and you want to recoup some of the things that you lost. Totally get it. Totally get it. We're, we're figuring it out now. People are getting vaccinated. We're, we're able to go out and, and do these things and don't, don't start upcharging, you know, what, what do they call it? Surge pricing. Don't, don't do that, please. Good Lord. There's a golf course in the area that I, I will not name charging $70 for something that uh, like a year and a half ago they were charging like 45. I just, oh God. So don't do that. There's just so many great things that we can do in this game and we continue to do and we continue to talk about here. And I hope you enjoy it. 
even though this was a little bit of a different episode. So at any rate, go out, have some fun, meet somebody new, maybe, you know, beat them on the golf course and, uh, or maybe not, who cares? You know what? It's just a game. Don't even keep score one day. Try that. I've talked about that too. People have come on the show to say, you know, that's probably one of the best ways to improve. It removes one of those things that you don't want to worry about or you don't need to worry about. Try it out. Follow us over at social media at Golf Unfiltered. Send me an email. Let me know what you think about this topic. A lot of you do send me emails, and I appreciate it. If you disagree, send it to me. Adam at GolfUnfiltered.com. Just understand that I'm going to give you my opinion right back. Go out to GolfUnfiltered.com to read all of our equipment reviews. Go out to SecondCityGolf.com. Support your independent podcasts by buying some merchandise. We'd really appreciate it. All right, folks, that's enough for me today. We'll be back again next week with a new guest. Until then, take care of yourselves. Don't fight on Twitter. (laughs) And get out on the golf course, all right? We'll see you.